You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? We're killing you again, What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Egga on the other line. Egga, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are reviewing Moon Knight episode five this episode was titled asylum but this episode gave so much clarification to all of the damn questions that we had so i do apply moon night for that we were not as confused this episode as we've been the last i want to say at least three episodes of this season yeah this was a this was a good episode bro and i love how much detail they got into when they talked about certain scenes where whether it was like the upbringing between mark and steven uh, how he became Moon Knight. Like, all of that was just dope to me. Like I said, I thought we were going to get that earlier in the season so we can have, like, clarity on who he is because it is episode five. And it feels so weird that we're getting that in episode five and then, like, last, next episode is, like, the last episode. So it's like, damn, this is it? Like, so we, yeah. how long is next episode going to be? Because I think that's going to determine how this season is really going to end because I don't want y'all to rush this shit, bro. Especially with Steven turning into stone it's like okay now y'all gotta are y'all going to like just leave him in stone are you guys going to have him back into his regular form and then we have to fight against um amit and arthur harrow and y'all gotta save conchu y'all gotta do a lot of shit in this season finale and i'm just like this i feel like this shit gonna be rushed now I don't think Steven is coming back. I think Steven mm. is gone at this point. Like it, okay. and it was a it was a terrible way that he went. You know, it was it was like a they didn't really get closure with each other, Steven and Mark, but there was a level of closure with all the experiences Steven finally got to see firsthand that Mark experienced. And he sees how, oh, I'm really the the um the extra personality, I thought I was the original this entire time because uh, just to your point, I love the fact that they went through Mark's entire childhood and how he became Moon Knight. And they touched on the whole topic of parent abuse and how DID is formed with, you know, kids from a small age and how it leads into their adult life, you know, to escape the reality of whatever they're in. So I thought that was a cool point, And I think that's why Steven is not coming back. Steven is not coming back because Mark finally is at peace with what happened to him as a child. So he no longer needs Steven. Now the Jake Lockley point, I don't know. That's still up in the air because we, we don't know how all of this ties to him still, but the persona of Steven Grant is finally put to rest or stone as, as you said, because he froze the stone at the end of the episode, which led to Mark getting to the field of reeds. So if you get Steven back, you're reliving trauma and you're not moving forward. So it was kind of bittersweet to me because Mark got where he needed to be technically, but at the same time, you lost somebody that you just got close to. And I think that Jake Lockley point, he showed up once again in this episode and he was hinted at in his childhood as well because that's when uh, Mark made all three personalities or he created the other two personalities. He created Steven so Steven could be the personality that thought his mother was good. So that's why he was always happy all the time. That's why he always had a phone call with his mother. And he made Jake Lockley to take the abuse from his mother. So Mark nor Steven ever took the abuse. It was Jake Lockley. That's why he's more of the aggressive type of personality. That's why we've seen in episode three or four, he ended up killing those people on the cliff 
because he's 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 hate field really. So we see that's really his personality, and it was from uh, a young age because he was the one who was taking all the abuse while everybody else really got to live a, a good life in their eyes. And Mark Spector really just lived through the guilt of everything. Like he knew he created two other personalities, but he just hated the feeling of not really living through it. He hated avoiding the truth and the reality of his life. So he just always fit, lived with the guilt and he's never really gotten over it until this point, even though it was bittersweet with Steven leaving, it's still like he got, he got past one personality. Now we have to see him encounter or interact with Jake once again. And we also seen Jake in a scene with Arthur Harrow because it was two different times we seen Arthur Harrow in this episode. It was one time where he had, uh, where, Steven. Mark Spector had oh, Jake. Jake, yeah. Jake had the yeah. Jake had the blood on his nose. He had tape on his nose, like he got his ass beat. And it was another time we seen Arthur Harrow and Mark together, and he didn't have any of that. He didn't have any blood. He didn't have any tape on his nose. So those were two different personalities, and one was Jake, and one was Mark Spector. So we seen uh, Jake Lockley. They just don't completely tell you that it's him. It's like certain hits that you have to catch, but he definitely showed up this episode. And I want to know where he pulled the persona of jake lockley from because we find out like we talked about last recap uh he pulled the stephen grant name from the indiana jones you know ripoff that they put into the show mm -hmm. of uh dr grant and stuff like that so i want to know where he got jake lockley from i don't know if it may have been a boxer or mma fighter he used to watch that he probably or a movie of a fighter or something that he pulled one of those names from and just created a persona of aggression, like you said. So I want to know the story behind, I mean, we know the story behind how he got that third personality, but I want to know the connection that led to that. I think that'll be cool too. And I think he will be the one that eventually takes down um, the Arthur Harrow and the, the Amit that we see at the end, because we heard at the end that Tarek was saying that, Oh, they have a, a a lot of souls, a lot of unbalanced, unbalanced souls having to come down to the underworld because Amit and Arthur Harrow are killing them in reality. So he obviously mm -hmm. has to go back and get things straight with that because Amit is now resurrected in real time. So he will have to do that. But are we going to actually see a, a Jake and Mark Spector reality or a, a interaction? Or will we just go in where he's just passed the Jake Likely shit already? It's like we, we have to see an interaction in with them, too. Yeah, because they they he still has to go back to that tomb um in the in the asylum in his mind because remember him and Steven opened the door and they saw another tomb and they just said, nah, we ain't opening that shit. But he's in the field <laughs> so, of reeds though. Who Mark? Mark is in the field of reeds. So would he have to get back on the ship and go to the, the door? So that that's what I'm wondering too, because uh damn, because Tawaret kind of just left him there. She just kind of left him in the field of reeds, but there's going to be a situation where she has to come back and get him, I think, because what if the same way Khonshu turned the sky back in time? What if the remaining gods see what Arthur Harrow is doing with Amit and they turn time itself backwards to where they go back a few moments, maybe to where when Steven just fell and he died or right before Steven fell and died? You know, I'm I'm predicting that it's, it's after he fell and died because I don't think he's coming back. But... To your point, Tyrett was saying there are too many people coming to the underworld right now and being judged, you know, pre, you know, anything bad happening. And that's going to be an issue. So maybe that will lead to the other gods stopping Amit by turning back time and then going against Arthur Hero. Because like you were telling me, 
Arthur technically didn't do anything yet when it came to raising Amit, so they couldn't do anything. But now that they see something happening, maybe they'll do what they banished Khan Shu for with turning back the sky, and they might actually turn back time itself in full. Mm. And I, I found it interesting what Tyrett said at the beginning of the episode about the underworld, and she was comparing it to the ancestral plane and the similarities between them. And I think we've seen a number of underworld type of settings. We've seen one with Black Panther in the ancestral plane. And we also seen one with Thanos when he was talking to little Gamora, like in, I want to say that was Avengers, Infinity War. I don't know what yeah, movie Infinity that was, mm -hmm. but it was some sort of setting like that. I don't know what it's for, though. Like, what is, what is it for? Uh, I think she was saying, so the realm that they're in is technically called the Duat. The Duat mm -hmm. is the the scope of the underworld that you're able to understand. They turn it, they turn it mentally into what you can understand because the dua is so complex, like mortal minds would not be able to understand it if it was presented to them in whatever way it actually is. So with the soul stone, I think the soul stone just takes you, it's another form of the of a pathway to the dua. I think it takes you to whatever mental state you it feels like your brain can handle so when Thanos went to you know that he was surrounded by the water and it was that those two pillars that was where he first met Gamora so that's probably why whenever he died or whenever the soul stone transported him that's where he would always go and then I think it was another it was another situation where Hawkeye when he had the soul stone I don't remember if he was in the same area or not but the soul mm -hmm. stone acts the same way as the duot Mm, okay so it's different because i remember her saying that it was different for everybody it's not the same like mm -hmm. she was saying like this is an and an ancestral plane it's not the ancestral plane because it's mm -hmm. different for everybody and shit like that so that makes sense oh this is what i wanted to talk about with his uh with his upbringing though did khan chu cause all of this to happen with his brother dying and all of the suffering by mark because he wanted mark to be his avatar by that time when mark ended up becoming his avatar later in life because you've seen the hmm. bones on the ground in that one scene where he was young it looked like mark ended up stepping on like some bones that looked like Shu's bird bones so was that a hint that Shu has been there the whole time and he was the one and he was the reason why randall was killed Damn. and he wanted all of this to happen for Mark to end up being in the position where he was in, where he's almost dead and he has to go to Kanchu to stay alive. Did Kanchu think this was, or know this was going to happen? Did he cause this? Damn, I did not think of that. I really didn't think of that. When he stepped on the bird and it was the Kanchu bones, I'm just thinking, you know, it's it's just the imagery that they've been putting up of Kanchu throughout the last two episodes because we've seen somebody drawing Kanchu as a bird you know, in the asylum and everything. And there was other, you know, little figures that showed Khonshu um, figures and stuff like that. So I didn't think anything of that. But damn, that's a good point. Has he been watching him this whole time? Is Khonshu and these other Egyptian guys, are they capable of picking people well before they actually literally talk to these avatars? So damn, that's a good point. Maybe he was watching him the whole time as a kid. Because something that Kanchu said in that scene where he ended up resurrecting, not really resurrecting, but healing Mark Spector in that scene where he actually became Moon Knight, he ended up telling him that, oh, your mind is filled with chaos. He's like, but he said, I like that about you. He said, your mind is filled with so many personalities. He said, I like that. We didn't really know why Kanchu chose Mark for 
for the resurrection and for him to be Moon Knight because it was multiple people that died. So why Mark? But it seemed like that's why he was really drawn to Mark. And that's maybe why he killed Randall because he knew that DID would have been formed because of that. Oh, he's going to be filled with multiple personalities. I want somebody that's going to have that to be my avatar. So maybe he did do it for him to have DID and for him to become his Moon Knight. This is, it all sets up perfectly. <laughs> it all sets up perfectly. Because another reason I think he could have chose Mark was because, because of the DID, you have these different personalities. You have Mark Spector, who is someone who can take the guilt and just be able to live life well, pretty much well balanced between all three personalities. And then you got Stephen Grant, the good guy who's just really sweet, really kind. And then you got Jake Lockley, the guy who's just super aggressive and, you know, wants to fight his way out of everything. So you got the balanced individual, the kind individual, and the aggressive individual. So all three of those people fit Khonshu's morality of being somebody who can defend people in the night. You know, having all different perspectives under the same page of this is the correct way to go about fighting the forces of good and evil. I think that's another reason why Khonshu did and it. He, and he had all types of understanding. And it can help you when you talk about going on all of these missions and doing what Kanchu wants you to do. It's good that you can go under different disguises and you can be a different personality. Uh, you can switch to somebody that's nice. You can switch in a certain setting to be somebody like a Jake Lockley. You don't have to be somebody the whole time. So everybody won't tag on to, oh, you're Mark Spector. We know you're coming because you can come as Stephen Grant and confuse everybody. Or you can come as Jake Lockley and confuse everybody because you're not Mark Spector the whole time. So having different personalities could, is a nice guise as well when you're doing whatever Conch you wants you to do. So that's why he was really drawn to uh, Mark Spector when he found that out. And that's why he really made him his Moon Knight. But I think he already knew that he wanted Mark. And that's why he ended up uh, plotting on him from a young age, though. And that's crazy. Because mm. I, I think that's what happened. I really think that's what happens. And, and it was sad, bro. Like, it was, like I said, it was amazing how they touched on the whole parent abuse thing and just how kids really formed D.I.D. That, that was honestly sad to, like, watch him as a child just switch personalities so he could deal with the trauma a lot better. Like, I don't think I've ever really known it as DID before because I hear schizophrenia all the time. When you hear schizophrenia, you just think somebody's crazy and they're just talking to multiple personalities in their head. But movies like Split, movies, uh, I mean, shows like Moon Knight, you know, showing these different perspectives of how it really is for the person dealing with all these personalities. Like that's just really interesting how over the past few years, they've been showing us these different levels of DID of multiple personality disorder, whatever name you choose to give it. And it, it could just really be like a sad ass story behind it. Like I never would have yeah. thought like, can you imagine your cousin like flipping personalities right in front of you just because they mom doing some crazy shit to them? Exactly. Like that was so weird. And it always starts with something traumatic. Like it's in the definition of DID that a traumatic event usually starts the multiple personalities because you're trying to avoid something in your real in your real world life. Just like with Split, he was trying to avoid something. He knew the type of person that he was, but he didn't want to be that person the whole entire time. So he created multiple personalities, the same thing that we're seeing in Moon Knight. He didn't want to deal with what he was dealing with at home. And especially with all of the guilt of your brother dying, now you're alone now. It's, it might be a good thing to be different personalities because you can entertain yourself more in that way as well. And you don't feel as alone as you would have been 
if your mom was just beating on you and you were just by yourself. So those others' personalities high key entertain you. So it's 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 a lot of reasons on why people do that. And I'm glad his dad was always cool with him and always understood him, even though his mom kind of just shunned him and just always blamed him for his brother dying and was very abusive to him and an alcoholic. His dad made sure to love him, always celebrated his birthday, always wanted him to be a part of stuff and everything. So I, I'm glad they showed that because they really could have just went terrible and had two bad parents. But they did try to show the reality of, no, sometimes you do have that one good parent for you. And the mom need to high key blame herself. Your kids say they going to a cave and you allowing that shit? Like, why are you just blaming Mark in the first place? You know what they got going on. Like, you probably allowed that shit before and they've come back, but it's a fucking cave. The, the yeah. water rip, rose all the way up and ended up killing one of your sons. Could have killed Mark, too. It's like, come on, bro. You got to start blaming yourself. That's how people are in general. Not just parents and not just kids. They don't look in the mirror enough, bro, or just blame themselves for what they allowed to happen. And they just blame him and put 100% of the guilt on him when it's really not. Especially when he, what right. was he, like 10 years old? Like, he tell you he don't know no fucking better? Especially when right. you're not telling him he can't go there. Obviously, he gonna think this shit okay. So, come on, bro. She can, she can go on with all that bullshit, bro. You was a reason for your son to be killed, too. And, and the dad, like, as much as I commend the dad for still being good with Mark, he was low-key trying to give her excuses. Like, he, he was trying to excuse her for the way she was acting. And it's like, no, like... If you see she's not looking in the mirror to see she played a part in that too, you as her spouse, you have to bring that up. Because he will always tell Mark, you know, she's not feeling well. You know, you just have to let her roll the steam off. It's like, no, like you see your wife is abusing your son verbally, mentally, and physically, and you know it's not his fault. Eventually, you have to say something. So although you're you're being very supportive of Mark, you still loving him, you're not doing him any favors by allowing your wife to still treat him like that. And what's the amount of time that you would really give a parent? I know that it's your son dying, but how much time would you give them for us? Like, okay, we have to get over this at some point. We have to stop mm -hmm. blaming Mark for everything. That it should be a time limit. Always like, okay, bro, we have to move on at some point. I understand your son is dead now, but come on, you got to start living your life because the mom was drunk the whole time. She was beating on Mark. I felt like, did she even have a job? I felt like her full-time job felt like she was oh, beating Mark ass. <laughs> so it's like, when, when do we get over the, the son dying? I just didn't know because he was 10 years old when the brother died and he ended up right. running away. He looked like he was 15, 16 years old. I'm like, damn, your mom's still beating your ass five, six years later? It's like, damn. <laughs> that yeah, bro. Wild. Shit crazy. That shit was wild, yeah. bro. So, yeah. A, a question, it was an a question I had, though. A question I had, though, was how is, going back to the Amit point, I wonder how powerful, um, what you call it is, Arthur Harrow is. Is he Shadow Knight at this point? Are we going to go ahead and predict that? I'm I'm going to predict it. I hope it's just not Amit going up there going crazy. I feel like it's multiple people or multiple monsters contributing to all of these souls being in the underworld. It just can't be Amit. Amit looks crazy though because he is what part a uh, part crocodile, part hippo, part lion. So he does have all of these monstrous um, animals uh, attached to him. But he can't be the only person killing this unless he's like some huge type of creature that we don't we've never seen before but i think mm. it's really been shadow knight who's mostly been killing these people on the, on the underworld and how have them been dying i hope it's not just the same old bullshit with the cane hopefully it's them actually killing people like actually neck slitting throats stuff like that 
and not just. Well, I don't even think pendulum. I don't. I don't even think it has to be the pendulum or actually killing people. I think he can really just point and say who lives or dies because, if, like in the episode, you see them just dropping. Like they were dropping like rain. So I don't think he's killing people that fast, and I don't think he's definitely not doing the pendulum. That would take forever and a day to get all the people that he had dropping. So. I think it's really just you dead, you dead, you dead. He's probably really just pointing <laughs> people out and just saying they dead <laughs> or just touching people. Like the mere touch of somebody, you know, can make them die because they were dying way too fast for either one of those. But this is the thing. I feel like he's he's picking the people to die that he knows will not be good soldiers. He's killing the weak. He's not killing people that are going to have evil in their future, like his title, and that's what his premise is. That's not the reason. I think he's killing for soldiers. So it feels like that you have to go through his soldiers. You have to go through whatever Arthur Harrow is, hopefully Shadow Knight, and you would have to kill Amit. That's a lot of work to do in one episode. Once again, we gotta do, we gotta do all that in one episode. Like it just feels like this is going to be rushed somehow, bro. Especially when uh, we still don't have Conchu yet. We still don't have Khonshu. Yeah, I was about to say, we don't even have Khonshu, but I don't think this is going to be all packed into one episode because I think this is definitely going to bleed into a season two. It has to. In order, And I would much rather them do that. Leave us with a few questions, but answer some of the questions we have now and just let there be a season two as opposed to trying to wrap all this up and then Xing out certain stuff that we've been waiting for the whole time just to make one episode count. Like, no, I don't, I don't think they should do that. I think they should... Let this episode play out however it plays out from what we've been given and then let season two answer the rest. I think that's what they should do. But also, uh, what was and I And we got to say um, Layla as well. Layla probably yeah, captured Layla. by... She's probably captured by Arthur Harrow. We got to save her and we got to take yeah. these dudes down. It's like, all right. <laughs> all right. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot, bro. So hopefully it gets wrapped up in a, in a clean way. But this episode is probably one of my favorite ones of the episode because we finally got information on these characters other than just, you know what I'm saying, the bullshit we've been getting in the, the first four. So it was like finally getting information. It, it clears a lot of things up for you. Uh, did you clear up the timeline point? I remember you was asking questions on when, how long he became Moon Knight and stuff like that. Yeah, I was still kind of questioning it. I'm like, how when did these personalities really start catching on to each other because with steven we never really knew when he started catching on to him himself like having a um a moment to where it's like i need to chain myself to my bed i need to do this i need to like we never really got a timeline of when this stuff started happening so that's the only question i have left maybe it ain't really for us to understand you know, it's probably simpler to just say boom, 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 instead of trying to go in depth with all of that. So I ain't really questioning it no more because they've answered so much more bigger questions that we've had now that I don't even think that's relevant. And are we going to get a Frenchie Duke comp in this in this episode as well? Which was the I person who was to. in his phone? We have to get him as well because I don't know if like you said last week, dad or that that's probably going to be Bushman, like you said last week. Yeah, that's, that's probably going to be in Bushman. So. It sounded like Bushman was somebody separate though, because they brought up Bushman in this episode. Oh, he said that Bushman yeah. was his uh, was his CO, and he ended up going back to work for him, and uh, because he ended up getting fired from a past job, so he ended up working as for him as a mercenary or something like that. So Bushman is somebody separate from Ducamp, but he ended up saying that one of his partners got greedy and ended up killing Layla's dad. So was that Bushman or was that Ducamp? Because uh. would Ducamp be calling him? If he end up 
because he said he was shot by whoever was the one who shot Layla's dad. So was that mm-hmm. Bushman or was that Dukant? Would Dukant be calling him if he was the one who shot him? Damn. They did say separate names, though. They did bring up Bushman as a totally different person. Damn. Okay, they got me confused there because yeah, now nah, I need to I need to see Dukamp in this last yeah. episode. I even need to see both of them or one of them. So, and, and if I had to say between the two of them, I would definitely say Bushman. If Bushman is actually going to be a villain, if Dukamp ain't going to provide no context, we don't need to get him. And one more thing about the the Stephen Grant, if he's gone forever, it's kind of weird because that was kind of a draw to the show. So are we just going to lose him entirely? Like we're never going to see Stephen Grant again because that was a that's a part of Moon Knight to have three personalities he can switch whenever he needs to. So are we now going to be stuck to two? That still feels weird, especially when he was the one who started off of the, started off the show. But I think we're going to lose Jake Lockley too. I think the best situation for Mark Spector is to lose all personalities he has created in order to have peace with himself. And I think he'll still just carry the burden of being Moon Knight because he doesn't want Khonshu to get Layla. Because the vibe that I'm getting from Khonshu is no matter how good Mark Spector tries to become, no matter how many demons he defeats or whatever, Khonshu is going to be like, hey, you know I still want Layla next, right? So I think Mark will just always carry that burden until he dies or something. He's going to always carry that burden of being Moon Knight. But I think the same way we just had to lose Stephen Grant, we're also going to have to lose Jake Lockley because shit, Stephen Grant was the nice part out of the um, DID situation. You definitely got to, you know, cut off the aggressive part in Jake Lockley, who you built as a personality to go against, you know, violence and torment and trauma. So I think that's another demon he has to um, battle and just close that door. But both of those personalities made Mark Spector who he is, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, so is Moon Knight in the comics? It, does he not have three personalities in the comics, or does he, he does. have personalities? So that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, so we're gonna move forward with Moon Knight without personalities now. He's just gonna be Mark Spector, and that's it. Because it added to his character to to be under the guise of other personalities. Like he can be Stephen Grant, he can be Jake Lockley, whatever he wants. So that kind of adds to the entry for him to just be. Mark Spector moving forward in the MCU feels kind of weird. Maybe he learns the lessons from Steven and Jake Lockley on how to, you know, really balance all three personalities as one person. Maybe they could do that. Keep all three personalities. Layla can't fit into any of that because it's like she's she's not going to date any of them. Like, because you can't date Mark Spector and be okay with him switching personalities on you. Like, you can't let that man be your husband at that point. You got to walk away. <laughs> I can't date somebody that got three different personalities willingly staying with this person. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I think it and, added to his character to have that. And all three personalities like you too. Yeah, you can't do that shit. You can't. <laughs> I would. I would like to see Mark back, bro. Even though I think that's the way they're going to go with this dying and killing him off. I think it added to his character, especially when he was the one that we started with, Stephen Grant. And like I said, mm-hmm. moving forward in the MCU, it would be smart for him to still have all three personalities, but he knows how to deal with them now. And he doesn't argue with them, like, but they're all on the same page. So they can still switch to whatever personality that is best suited for the whatever situation they are in. 
So I think it's still good to have three moving forward in the MCU than just Mark Spector. Because my man, Stephen Grant, had his own suit and shit. So I'm like, so we never going to see that suit again? Like, we just going to do Moon Knight the whole time? Like, I don't know. <laughs> mm, I, don't, I don't know. They could go either way with it, though. I could definitely see either situation happening. All right, bro. You got anything else? Any other predictions for episode six? No, I just, I just hope it hit. I definitely think there's going to be a season two, though. But season six, I mean, episode six still has to hit. If it misses, I'm going to be very disappointed. Y'all better not hit us with no Ralph Boner shit, bro. Let's get Shadow Knight in this show, bro. I don't want to <laughs> just see a, a animal creature running around like Amit. I want to see Arthur Harrow turn into something. I want to see him be Shadow Knight. Like, come on, don't play with us like that, bro. Come on, bro. I don't want to see no Ralph Boner. Oh, Pietro is just Ralph Boner. Like, come on. Y'all got to do better. Y'all got to do better. All right, bro. You can hit up with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One, Instagram at QANDE Podcast, Facebook and YouTube, Q and Sign E Podcast, and our Gmail is QANDE Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and you guys can subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can subscribe to our Q&A media page. It is QANDEmedia.com. Our Instagram is QANDEmedia, and our Twitter is QEmedia. And we appreciate you guys for listening, and we out. Peace.